We are starting this year with a theme of hunger and thirst and what it means to hunger and thirst for righteousness. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. And I want to experience the fullness of what God has, not what this world would have for us. Amen? I want to experience the fullness, the more that God has called and ordained and believes for his people. And so what we do as we begin a new year, and we've done it for the last three years, is we lean into the Lord through prayer and fasting. It's a time of seeking God in a very focused way that we could hear from him, that we could receive from him what only he could give to us. And so that's the desire of our hearts. Jesus said this, and it is a theme that flows throughout Scripture. How many of you enjoyed our New Year's Eve service we had this last uh, week? Man, I heard it was a full house here, and um, I'm very thankful for that. I am just getting over being sick, so this past week, from the time I preached last Sunday... um, Until now, I have been home, and I have been getting better. My wife had the flu. I came down with the flu. My daughter, Lily, had the flu. So pray for the Moranti household. Amen? Uh, We we truly felt the the decrease that I preached about last week. I felt like we were just leaning into the Lord, trusting him uh, to lead us through. Um, And so... As I came into the new year, we were praying, we were asking the Lord for a word to speak to us, and many of you did if you were in the service um, on Tuesday night. We had a card, a scripture card that every person received, had a different scripture verse on it, and uh, you've taken that many people, and they will let that be the first word of the year for them as they lean into a new year and a new decade. Well, one of our leaders here at Evangel, they sent me a text message, and they said, look at the card that I got last night. And it came from Psalm 107, verse 9. Look at this word. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. He said, I think I'm ready for this fast that's about to happen. I think I'm ready to to lean into everything God has. And man, what a word that that's what I desire is that the thirsty and the hungry, the Lord will satisfy and fill with good things. And so we're going to set aside 21 days starting tomorrow to lean into God, to believe him to do more than we can ask or imagine, to really set our hearts and our focus upon him. And it's a season of seeking God first in the new year and in the new decade. And I'm believing that God is going to bring powerful breakthrough. Did you hear the word Pastor Rick shared during worship? I believe that's what the Lord is speaking to this house at this season, that we are on the edge of breakthrough. We are on the edge of God doing something we could have never anticipated before, but it starts with us seeking him first. We're going to be emptied, church, so that we can be filled with him, so that we can be filled with his righteousness, so we can be filled with his power. Fasting is this act of temporarily decreasing, going without, so we can have more of him. And here's what fasting says, whenever I'll fast, whenever we'll fast, very simply it's saying this, Lord, I'm more hungry for you than I am for food. I'm more hungry for your presence, Lord God, than even the next bite that I would eat, Lord God. I want to receive from you. Let's, all right, God bless you, sir. God bless you. Thank you. Um, can we just pray? I feel that, that in many ways, I know it's, it's, it, 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 the enemy wants nothing more than to distract us in this moment. Lord Jesus, we just pray right now, Lord God, 
We thank you so much, Lord God. We thank you we live in this land where we could hear your word, Lord God, where we can hear from you. But, Lord, we need to hear from you right now, Lord God. Lord, we need to hear clearly from you. And we pray against any distraction, Lord God, in this moment, Lord, that would stand in the way of hearing from you clearly. So, Lord, we ask you to come in power right now, Lord God. Make yourself known, Lord Jesus, in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And so whenever we go into this time, and you're going you're gonna to love this verse that we have because it's about how the enemy comes in the wilderness to tempt Jesus, to try to distract him as he enters into this season. And my prayer is that we would be equipped in a special way because as you come into a special season of time, as you come into a season that is a moment where God is ready to bring breakthrough, to bring deliverance, to bring a new level of himself, his presence, whatever it might be, it's so important that it is begun with a season of seeking him intentionally, seeking him with prayer, seeking him um, in, in a way that we can reach out and touch what God has for us. And so whenever we walk through a season of prayer and fasting, it's such a good preparation for what God is waiting to bring on the other side. Think about this in scripture. We'll see over and over again this pattern. Moses is seeking God for spiritual breakthrough among his people. And so what he does is he goes into 40 days and 40 nights of fasting before he receives the Ten Commandments. That's in Exodus 34 if you're taking notes. We then see King David in Psalm 35 sought personal breakthrough and he fasted and he kept himself humble before the Lord. Nehemiah fasted and prayed whenever he went and he saw the state of Jerusalem and how the walls were burnt down and the gates were broken. He fasted and sought God and God brought him revelation and strategic planning so that they could do an amazing work of rebuilding in 52 days. Ezra, when seeking spiritual breakthrough, called God's people to fast and pray and also to pray for protection against their enemies. That's in Ezra chapter 8. Daniel fasted and prayed as he sought the restorative breakthrough for the exiled people living in rebellion. That was in Daniel 9. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament we see that he, as he was uh, experiencing a revelation of Jesus when Jesus revealed himself to him on the road to Damascus. What was the next thing the Apostle Paul did? He fasted and prayed as he was understanding what Jesus was calling him to, to walk forward in. And one of the most famous moments of fasting and prayer is our Lord himself, Jesus. 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and he prayed as he entered into his ministry. Before Jesus preached a sermon, before he worked a miracle, before he did any of those things, he went into a season of fasting and prayer with the Father. And in the wilderness is where he was tempted. Can I tell you, as you're willing to take new steps, to take new ground with God in 2020 and beyond, if you want 2020 to be a year like no other year in your life, begin it with fasting and prayer. Begin it seeking him like you've never sought him before. And I want to tell you this. This is what the Lord spoke into my heart, and he didn't just say it. He showed it in 2019. Every step I took with the Lord during this season that we're about to enter into, God honored every step of it. 
Every step I was willing to go, every stretch, every sacrifice I had made during that season, God tangibly honored it in the weeks and the months to come. I wish I could say in the year, but it happened so quickly. The things I had prayed about and the things that I had had begun to feel like the Lord was going to do, and I came to Mandy by the end of our season of fasting and prayer, and I said, Mandy, these are all the things the Lord's saying, I feel, that is going to happen by the end of this year. And she said, how's this going to happen this year? We've been waiting three years for some of these things. And I said, I think it's going to happen by the end of the year. I'm believing God is saying it. And as we're pressing in, I think he's going to do it. Well, can I tell you, it didn't happen by the end of the year. It happened within three months of that time. Within By six months, it was all done. And we were just amazed, overwhelmed by what God had done, by his goodness, by his faithfulness. Don't ever put your God in a box and believe smaller than he really is. Our God can do the impossible. Amen? And so we're seeking him like never before. And as we sought him, the Lord met us. But can I tell you that there's temptation? Can I tell you that there's challenges that can wait for you um, as you enter in? And Jesus, we see this prime example of it um, in this area of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness after 40 days of fasting and prayer. So turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 4. We're going to take a look at this and just learn a few things from Jesus' experience himself. Matthew 4, starting in verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. See, this is one of the things that needs to happen in our lives as we are leaning into this season of fasting and prayer, is that what God wants to do in you is he wants to reorient your appetites. He wants to correct your appetites. How many of us know that we have an appetite? We may have an appetite, and you may think that your only appetite is for food, but you have an appetite for all kinds of things. You have an appetite for things that are not healthy. We have an appetite for things that don't honor the heart of God. I didn't tell the story last service, but I, I, it's, it's so pointed. It, it, it stands out to me. Um, and I love talking about my kids. They're, I only get so many years out of this before they're going to tell me to stop, I think. Um, but a few, a year, over a year ago, my wife and I went grocery shopping. And I don't know if you've ever done this before, but it's terrible. Um, not the grocery shopping part. We enjoy that uh, together. But we bought something, um, all of our groceries. And we get home. And as we're taking the bags out of the back of the van, our minivan, something slips out. But we don't realize it slipped out. And it's a pack of butter. And it's the summertime. Oh, so you see where this is going. And so we go inside and we don't don't go back out till the next day. And when we open the door, we say, it smells kind of funny in here. You know what I'm talking about? Smells a little weird. And it keeps smelling. We don't know what it is. And we're looking around and we're looking around. And we, we look in and we don't see much. And it takes us like days to find out that this butter had melted and was just kind of resting in the, in the carpet in the back of the van. Does anyone know what I'm talking about here? This is not fun. And so we get in and out of the car and it's like, this, is, this smells terrible. And we're airing it out and we're trying to deal with it. But, but ever since that time, our van has a very interesting smell. Um, to say the least. 
And that's the main car that our kids ride in. And what's amazing is our kids have never said anything about it. Mandy and I are always like, you know, feeling weird about it. And we tried everything. We cleaned it out. Finally, uh, after, after a long time, we got, we got it out for the most part. Um, but, our, but our son, Josiah, especially, he's three and a half now. He had spent over a year in that van. He never said a word about it. Well, about a month and a half ago, um, we're going to school. And I'm going to take him. And I have a, a different car. I have, a, I have an SUV. And it doesn't have any butter in it. Uh, it's very nice. It smells very good. I, you know, I get it cleaned. I put the nice freshener, car freshener in it and, and everything. And, and so we go to get in the van, and just, in, the, in my car, not in the van, and Josiah starts crying. And I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? What's wrong? I want to go in the van. Why do you want to go in the van? I don't want to go in this car. This car is stinky. I said, I said what? This is a stinky car. And I'm like, no, buddy. I think you got the cars mixed up, you know. No, I want to be on the van. I'm like, oh, no. So we go there, and then, you know, he says it a couple times, and I'm thinking, like, I'm getting all, like, offended. Like, this car doesn't stink. I know what car stinks. Um, it's a car you're living in, buddy. Like, you know. And so, so we go there, and then the other day, we're going to leave, and he said, what car are we going? I said, we're riding, we're riding in my car. He said, yeah, that car's a little smelly. He said, in Papa's car, too, that car's a little bit smelly. I said, oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I said, hey, let's go. I said, we'll go to the store maybe, and I'll let you pick out something to make the car smell better. What smell do you want it to be? He said, I want it to smell like the van. <laughs> I said, you want it to smell like the van? I said, I don't think they have that smell, buddy. I know how to do it, but I don't want to do it. Um, but here's what hit me. My son became conditioned for something that was putrid. And he started to call that good. And anything else he came in contact with, he said, no, that's stinky. That's not right. That's a... When I tell you that there's a problem within our appetites, that's what it's about. That we look at the things of this world and we say, that's good. That smells good. That's great. And we get around the things of God and that aroma is putrid to us. We don't want any of that. Are you with me? And I want you to know that God wants to do something during this fast. He's going to change what appeals to you. He's going to change what you're hungry for. He's going to change what you're attracted to. And things that you used to push away, you're going to draw near. And things you used to entertain, you're going to say, that's disgusting. Get it away from me. You're going to see what it really is. Are you with me? That's what, that's what God wants to show us through this. That we don't need to hunger for anything but him that we don't have to have the appetite for the things we used to have the appetite for. Things are going to taste different. There's going to be a difference in what we pursue and what we experience. You see, the enemy comes, and he comes to tempt the Lord, and he says, look, you're hungry. The Bible says after 40 days, Jesus became hungry. I'm like, God bless you, Jesus. 40 minutes into this thing, we're going to start to get hungry. I'm telling you. <laughs> you're already hungry, and you haven't even started fasting yet. But can I tell you that after the first day or so, I mean, the first day of the fast, I was, I was hungry. And my wife sat me down and she said, okay, we're fasting and, and I can't do it. So you're going to have to do it. You feed Josiah. I'm like, can he? He's like two and a half now. Can he fast with us? He's uh, like, nope. You feed him. So here I am cutting up some pasta and meatballs for my son. And I hadn't eaten all day. I'm just drinking water, friends. And I got so, at one point I got so mad, I just said, I'm leaving. I got to go downstairs in the basement. I had to go cool down in the basement because I was so hungry. Um, so you feel that. But as you, after a few days, you start to feel your hunger changing. You start to feel the longer I went without, the less hungry I was for that. But the more my hunger changed, 
in the ways that God wanted it to. And I'm telling you, as you enter into this season, that's what's going to happen in your life. And you're going to learn what's really feeding me. Where am I, where's my appetite really leading me? See, in the Bible, you see Jacob and Esau. There's this story about uh, something just like this, about an appetite that went all wrong, that Jacob sold his brother out of his birthright. He stole the birthright from his brother to a, a double portion of, the, of the, the inheritance, the blessing of his father. All this came, do you know why? Because his brother came home and was hungry for a bowl of soup. And Jacob said, all right, give me, uh, I'll give it to you, Esau. Just give me your birthright. Talk about a broken appetite. But guess what? We make that same kind of exchange all the time. We don't even know it. We don't even know it. And you know what's even worse? We're trading it in for stuff that's putrid, the stuff that isn't even good, isn't even healthy, isn't even nourishing. But God's going to change it. God's going to work it if we'll let him. And so the, en the enemy comes with this idea, like turn the stones into bread, and, and, and here it is, and you can have that, and you can eat. And she says, I'm not nourished by food. I'm nourished by the word of God, by every word that comes from God. And so during this fast, you're going to learn to experience the power of God's word in your life in a way you haven't before. Matthew 4, 5 through 7, it says this, Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand in the highest point of the temple. And he said, If you're the son of God, then throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, and they will, you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered him, Isn't it also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So the first thing that the enemy comes in to try to question and tempt is God's provision. God won't really provide for you. So here, do it on your own. When you go through a season of seeking God, you begin to learn that he's your all in all. He is your provision. He's everything you need. What you thought you needed, you don't need when you have God. And so that, there's that. Then the next thing he gets to question is God's protection. You can start to feel very vulnerable as you go through a season of seeking God. Even as you go through life, following God, you can feel vulnerable. And the enemy will want to come in and tell you nothing else than you're all alone. You're by yourself. But God wants you to know he sees you and he protects you and he watches out for you. And so he covers you. He has you right where, right where you are. You, you have not been abandoned. You have not been forgotten. You are who he says you are. He holds you in the palm of his hand. He loves you with a love that you can never fully fathom. And he has you right there. Next in verses 8 through 11, it says, Then the, the devil took Jesus to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said, All this I will give to you if you'll just bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, get away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended to him. The next thing that the enemy tried to get under and into is purpose, God's purpose, God's provision, God's protection, God's purpose in your life. Those are three areas the enemy has been trying to have a play date with in your life. He's been trying to toy with it. He's been trying to get you to not believe that God is a God who provides, that God is a God who protects, that God is a God with a purpose, that you aren't an accident, that you aren't an afterthought, that you aren't unloved, that God loves you and he made you and he created you for such a time as this, to do something specific in this world for his glory. He'd want you, the enemy would want you to do nothing more than to give up on that, to set it aside, 
But it's through a season like this that the Lord will remind you over and over and over again of who you are and whose you are. And out of that season, God will anoint you with power, with strength that you did not know that you had to do what you never thought you could do because he's leading you and guiding you through it every step of the way. See, as we go into this season of prayer and fasting, the Lord's going to show us some specific things. He's going to reveal himself in some specific ways. He's going to strengthen us in ways that we maybe didn't know we, we needed strength to get us to where he wants us to be. Whenever we look at the actual fast itself, I want to give you a few things that you need to think about. What are your steps that are ahead of you? One is as we enter into this season of fasting, it's important that you fast food. Now, I'm not talking about fast food. You're going to probably go do that later before, before tomorrow. But fast food. Make sure that you're fasting food. There's sometimes say, you know what, I'm not going to be on TV and that'll be my fast. I'm not going to be on social media. That'll be my fast. Here's what I'll tell you. Those things are great. I absolutely think those should be a part of your fast. Those should not be just your fast. Because fasting biblically is connected to food. So make sure that food has a part in that. And yes, should you tune out this other stuff? Absolutely. Tune out so you could tune into God. Tune out of some stuff because God wants your attention during this time. And so watch what you're feeding yourself. There's things you're feeding yourself physically. There's things you're feeding yourself in a lot of different ways. So you just want to monitor all of that. You want to limit as much of that as you're able to. So you fast food. Whenever we're looking at that, there's a few different ways. And if you go to our website, evangelchurch.com, <clears throat> right on the top portion of it, there's a bar there. You could find more information, a lot of resources, things that are going to help you. Also, you could sign up for a devotional that we're going to be sending out uh, each day to begin your day. We're going to give you a word, a thought, something to encourage you as you lean into the Lord, some prayer po points to focus on. Um, and so you can go there and you could find out more about what I'm sharing right now. But the different types of fasts that we can um, encourage you towards, one would be a partial fast. And this looks like not eating uh, multiple meals a day or one meal a day on specific days or abstaining from different types of food. Um, the next one is an all-day food fast. That's abstaining from food one or multiple days in a given week. So for the entire day on Wednesdays and Thursdays or Monday, fr Wednesday, Friday or whatever that looks like, that I'm just going those are my fast days and I'm going to be doing that. And then on the other days I'm eating something or a limited menu, whatever that looks like. We have the Daniel fast, which has become very popular, and we see it in the Old Testament, where it's eating vegetables, and it's a very specific, limited diet um, to lean in to the Lord. And so you can look at that if that's something you want to consider. Um, then the other one is a full fast. This is only drinking water. And uh, this, is a fast that I, this is a fast that I participated in last year. And um, I didn't know how long I would be able to go, because that sounds very scary and feels very scary. Can I tell you, the Lord met me in a very special way, and I, and I was uh, overwhelmed to see it. And I, I had fasted longer. I had done a full fast like this before, but I had never done anything like I did last year. And my prayer is that the Lord would allow me to do more than I did last year this year, um, just to press into him. Um, but you need to pray and ask the Lord which one is, is in front of you and which one you should do. And I would just tell you, if you're going to do a full fast for an extended period of time, you should be talking to a doctor and consulting with them. I checked in with a doctor a few times while I was doing um, a water fast uh, in this way. 
and, um, you know, made sure that I was walking in wisdom in that way as well. Listen to me. Fasting is not unhealthy. Fasting is actually very healthy. There are a lot of health benefits that are connected to it. Um, but you want to make sure you use wisdom. And if you've been advised you have to eat and do things with certain medications, you have to be aware of that and consult with doctors if you're taking part in the fasting. If there is any chance, it's going to hinder you in some way. But let me tell you this. We're not fasting for health benefits. One person's with me. We're not fasting because we want to get a jump start on our diet. Are you with me? We're fasting for spiritual reasons. We want to meet with God. We want spiritual breakthrough in our lives. I, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you that the way you fast is going to make all the difference. If you fast and you just give up food and you just do that and you go throughout your day and nothing changes, then it's just like you're really just Christian dieting. That's what you're doing. And it will have temporary results. And they could be very good results. But if you fast and you take this seriously and you lean in and you get the most out of it, there are spiritual results that are eternal and powerful and can change your life forever. And so what you add to the fast is so vitally important. So you fast food, but the next thing I want you to do is feast on the word of God. Feast on God's word. Take it in. Do you know what was so powerful about Jesus' temptation where he overcame the enemy at every turn? Every time the enemy said something to him, what did Jesus respond with? It is written. What does that mean? He responded with the word of God. The word that became flesh responded with the word, the word of God, the tried and true word from God. That was what sustained him. He said it the very first thing. He says that I don't live on bread alone. I live on every word that comes from the mouth of God that I'm going to understand who God is more and more. So take in the word. Take part in a reading plan. Read the word daily. Read the word during times when you would have been eating. Just spend time just consuming God's word, understanding his word, holding to his word. Because I'll tell you, there will be times that come during the fast where you're going to feel tempted, where you're going to feel a pressure to want to give up. And, 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 and be done. But as you hold to God's word, God will sustain you and keep you and, and bring you through. Last year, I, I have to tell you about the first day of the fast. I can't make this up. It was crazy. Some, some of our team know about it. Uh, I shared it at the prayer meeting, I think. So we go into the fast, and we're there, and, and as I told you, my wife gave me the instruction that I had to feed Josiah, so I was miserable. I, was, I hadn't eaten all day. I was very miserable. So I go, and I said, I have to leave. I go down in the, in the, ba in the basement, and I'm cooling down, sitting there. I'm putting hot, cold compresses on. I'm praying. I'm saying, what did I got myself into here? Uh, they're torturing me up there with this dinner. Um, and then I hear an alarm go off. Beep, 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 beep. Chris, get up here, get up here. I go upstairs. The carbon monoxide detector in our house is going off. Right above, it's the, the one right above our family dinner in the dining room. And I said, I, 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 don't, I don't know, let's just turn it off and get back to, what they said. you don't just turn it off, call the, call, the, call the fire company. I'm like, oh man. So we call the fire company. My kids are outside in the freezing cold. Uh, my wife's out there. Uh, they're sitting in the van. Um, the van smells, if you remember, I think, still back then. Um, so it's just, this is not a good situation. Um, so they're there. We're waiting like an hour. They come. They start running their meter. They're finding a big pocket of it in our bedroom. They're finding a pocket of carbon monoxide. And they're like, we don't know where it came from. I said, okay. 
So I'm very stressed out at that point. So after an hour or so and everyone's out of the house, I'm thinking when I go back in, it's been a very stressful day. I'm eating some of that pasta. And we're going to get the fast started tomorrow because I can't, I can't handle this. Um, and so I, I, that's legitimately my plan. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Then they said, no, no, you can't go in the house. Now we got to get the gas company to come. And they got to look at everything. And they got to make sure they got better meters than we do. I'm like, all right, the gas company comes. They go through. My wife says, Chris, get in here. Get in the bathroom. I go in the bathroom. The, the toilet is overflowing. No one used it, but it's just overflowing with water. And my wife looks at me, and she at first is so overwhelmed, but then she just smiles at me like, this is all because of this fast. <laughs> and I said, it is. It is because of the fast. And I just felt something in my heart like the enemy was throwing everything he had at us in that moment. And I, everything in me wanted to just give up. And at that moment, when I, something clicked within me, this all is not a, a, a coincidence here, that I just got a resolve in my spirit like, no, we're in it now. We're going for it. And I remember I had to drive my father-in-law somewhere right after that. And I sat in a parking lot, and I made a covenant with God. I said, God, I'm going to take as many steps as I can take. I'm going to go further than I've ever gone with you, Lord God, because I believe you're ready to meet us in a special way. And something changed in my spirit that day, and God allowed more to happen than I've ever seen before. But I'm telling you, there will be a time that came. And I'll tell you, I was ready to give up. I was ready to throw it in. I was ready just to cut it out and try again the next day. Then a week later, some other things happened. I don't have enough time to tell you all the stories. But there I am. I'm like, I think I should eat. Um, I've been fasting too long. I think the doctors are going to tell me that I need to eat. So I was like, all right, call the doctor then. So I called the doctor on one of those, like, you, you could dial in, the doctor will call you back. And I said, hey, here's what happened. I had ha hit my head doing something, and, and uh, you know, I hadn't eaten in a while now, and maybe I'm supposed to eat because, you know, I want to make sure I'm not hurt. And she said, well, I'm, I'm a believer as well, and I surely don't want you to <laughs> pastor it. I'm like, uh, you got to give me a believer, Lord, that's going to say, no, I don't want you to have to break your fast, Pastor. You know, you just keep going. I'm like, oh, man, all right. A minute, a minute. So I kept going. Are you with me? There's your pastor. It's, it's, it gets challenging at times. You feel like you want to give up. Did I, did I tell you that every step I took with God, God honored it? It wasn't this like overly religious thing, this kind of pharisaical thing, but I just believe God spoke into my heart and said, I'm ready to, do you, want, you really want more of me? Do you really want to know me more? Then come on, let's go. Like, how far are you willing to go? Let's press in. Let's come and find me. If you seek me with all your heart, you'll find me in a way you've never found me before. And, the, and I took that to heart, and God showed himself true. And I believe God says that to every single one of us today. How much do you want in 2020? to experience everything that I have for you. Let's go. Let's go on a journey. Let's, let's experience all that he has. And so I leaned into his word in a way. I, I, I just consumed that. I, I leaned into these times of just seeking him, and God met me. And I'm telling you, this is what I want to encourage you to do as we enter into this fast. Go after God with everything that you have within you. The third thing, so first is fast food. Second one is feast on the word. And the third one is focused times of prayer. We need focused times of prayer. You must replace the times that you're not eating, the times that you're fasting with focusing on prayer, feasting on the word. It must be replaced. If not, you're just dieting. But lean in and receive from God. Spend that time pressing in in prayer. One of the things I'm fasting for, and I'm going to invite our leaders to fast with me for as well, is I'm fasting for the growth of our prayer meeting. 
I believe our prayer meeting has to grow well beyond what it is right now on Wednesday nights. That that is going to be the place that everything that happens of breakthrough in this house will take place is going to be through what happens on Wednesday nights in the prayer meeting. And I'm telling you right now, I'm thankful that more people are gathering in the prayer meeting than we've had before. But that doesn't mean it's enough. I believe that God's going to more than double that as we go into this year so that we can see more of God's power, more of God's anointing, more of his outpouring of his spirit. So you got to be in the prayer meeting, church. we got to be pressed in. That's one of our times that we get to gather and call upon the name of the Lord. So this Wednesday night, 7 p.m., be there. Let's fill the house with prayer. Let's fill the house focusing on God's presence, experiencing everything he has for us. But not just on Wednesdays. Focus times of prayer throughout your day. As you feel a hunger pain, as you feel hungry, pray. Call on the name of the Lord. Here are some of the results that often happen when we fast and pray. One of them is hearing. You will gain clarity. And come on up, Pastor Rick. You'll gain clarity. You'll gain direction. Healing. Often physical, spiritual, emotional healing breaks forth as we fast and pray. Holiness. Being more set apart, closer, drawing more closely to God, becoming more like him. And help. Answers and breakthrough come as we fast and pray. Amen? So this is our commitment to the Lord. It's a time of setting aside ourselves, setting aside the plate, pressing into God in prayer and fasting, and receiving from him like never before. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? We're going to close in prayer. I invite our prayer team to come forward and stand across this altar. And as we pray, I want you to begin to ask the Lord right now, Lord, what is it you're calling me to do? What step are you calling me to take? I want to challenge you. Go further than you went last year. Go further than you've gone before. Go for more of God than you've experienced ever before. God's faithful to meet you. He's faithful to answer you. Come on, right now we're going to pray. And if that's your heart's desire is to, to go all in and say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready, Lord, to call upon your name. I'm ready to fast. I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to seek your face over these next 21 days. Just lift your hands to the Lord right now. Open your heart to him. Lord Jesus, we come before you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you hear us. We thank you that you're with us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that as we call upon the name of the Lord, you answer us. You're our strong tower, Lord God. We thank you this will be a new decade. This will be a new year. This will be a new season of breakthrough, Lord God. That, Lord God, you are on the move, Lord God. And that you're bringing revival to this house, Lord God. So, Lord, we call upon you to do what you can only do to do more, Lord God, than we can ask or we can imagine, Lord God. So we thank you and we love you, Lord God. And we ask you, as every heart lifts before you today, that, Lord God, you'll give us that resolve, Lord. I pray that resolve I felt in my spirit, Lord God, as I recognize the significance of the season. I pray, Lord God, that resolute spirit would fill the hearts of your people today, Lord God. That there will be a laser focus like never before. There will be a pursuit of you, Lord God. That social media will be turned down. Televisions will be turned down, Lord God. The voices of others will be turned down. And that, Lord God, we're going to lean in and hear from your word. Hear from your heart in prayer, Lord God. Experience more of you than we've ever experienced before. And, Lord, we're going to give you all the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. God bless you today as you get ready to go. Who's ready to enter into fasting and prayer, church? Are we ready? We're ready for everything God has for us. God bless you. If you need prayer, come forward. We'd love to pray with you. If not, save your conversations for the foyer. We'll see you this Wednesday night for our first hunger and thirst prayer night. God bless.